Ezra chapter 7. I'll share for a few minutes. Ezra was a scribe, a priest, who was a leader in the days after the wall in Jerusalem had been rebuilt. And he had come back from Babylon to help just institute and and get the temple worship going there and um, get the people just on the right track as far as it related to worship. and, And revival breaks out. And it's just an amazing time that we see in chapters 7, 8, and so on in, in, in the book of Ezra, revival breaking out there amongst the people of Israel. But there's a description that we read of Ezra three times in this seventh chapter that is very interesting. If you're looking at chapter 7 and verse 6, it tells us that the hand of the Lord was upon him. And then in verse 9 of chapter 7, it says, the good hand of the Lord was upon him. And then if you look at verse 28 of chapter 7, it says, so I was encouraged as the hand of the Lord my God was upon me and I gathered leading men of Israel to go up with me. And so we read this description that the good hand or the hand of the Lord was upon this guy Ezra's life. And so God blessed him and gave him strength and gave him protection and gave him direction. And, and I wonder, as we read this, you know, why was this guy so blessed? And I think we can trace the blessing in his life that there's a direct correlation and relationship to what we read in verse 10 that it really describes for us Ezra's attitude in approaching the word of God. And this really describes for us what Ezra was all about. Ezra 7 verse 10 says, for Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach statues and ordinances in Israel. I believe this right here is, is the, the blessing that the reason for the blessing that was upon his life is that, that the, was directly related to Ezra's approach and his connection to and his really the priority that God's word had in his life. And there's three things that we can learn from Ezra 7.10 about Ezra and the word of God. The first, if you're taking notes, is that Ezra prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord. He prepared his heart. You know, preparation is a part of life, right? When, some of you remember when your kids were getting ready that very first time to go off to kindergarten. Remember what that was like? And, and you prepared them. And I think, you know, you as a parent were probably more nervous than they were, right? You know, as you're sending them off and you're, you know, wondering what it's going to be like. But there was preparation that went into that. And, and our kids, you know, then they prepare to go into first grade. And elementary is preparation to go into middle school. And then middle school is preparation to go into high school and then high school is preparation to go into college and then you know college is preparation to go into you know that career preparation is a part of our life we prepare each day to go to work 
depending on where you work, you get up and you shower and you get cleaned up and you go off to look, you know, presentable. And, you know, sweet. some of you guys that work out and gals that work out, you prepare yourself to go, you know, to the gym. You have a gym attire and, you know, you get ready and you stretch and you prepare yourself, you know, for that. You prepare to go out on a date, you know, when you're going to take your spouse or, you know, that person that's special in your life out on a date and, you know, you prepare, some of you do at least, to, for Thrive when we have our marriage fellowship, you know, and some of you guys, you know, the gals, they come in always looking just amazing, awesome, and some of you guys look like you just rolled out of bed, and I'm just saying, you know, guys, come on, you got to at least be on par, you know, it's like if your wife is going to look this way, you need to look that way, if she's going to go cash, then you go cash, but, you know, some of you guys need to figure that one out, all right, as Thrive's coming up again this month in a couple weeks, but... But we do, we prepare. But here's the question. Do we prepare our hearts to seek the Lord in his word? Do we prepare our hearts? Or do we just pick up the Bible and start reading? I mean, we can do that. I mean, just, you know, pick it up each day and just, you know, we read our, our verses, we read our chapters. You know, maybe you're going through the one-year Bible and you read, you know, your chapters and you go off. But, but do, we, do we prepare our hearts? You see, the Bible describes that the heart is the center of our being. That everything is connected to our heart, and it's, and it's our heart that, that has this connection in this relationship with God. In other words, when we get into God's word, the whole idea of it is that it goes beyond just the intellect. It's, it's, it's more than just an intellectual thing. In fact, the writer of Hebrews put it this way when he said, the word of God is living, and it's powerful, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of of the soul and the spirit and of the joints and the marrow. In other words, it it goes down to the very depths of who we are. And then it says this, and it is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the what? The heart. Our hearts. That's what God's word is, is about. And it's this connection that we have in our hearts in this relationship with God. And so the Bible is God's word and he wants to speak to our hearts through it. But preparation is important. In fact, you remember this parable of the sower that Jesus told and talked about, you know, the seed being the word of God was sown on four different types of soil. And the first soil was the pathway soil that was really hard. It's like, you know, where people walked. And so the seed didn't penetrate and the birds of the air would come and they would, you know, eat it and they would take it away. And it was so hard. It speaks of that hardened heart. And then he spoke about the stony heart, where the ground was shallow and the, the seed could only go down so far. And really describing there the person who has had maybe in an emotional relationship or an emotional connection with, with the Lord. But there's no depth because he says as soon as the trials come and the difficulties come, you know, their faith falters and they, they wander away. The stony heart, no depth there. And then he describes the, the thorny heart where there's all these thorns and all this stuff. And, and he describes that person as being the one whose heart is distracted by the cares of this life so that God's word doesn't penetrate and it doesn't go down. But then he finally describes that there's a fourth soil. It's the good soil where the word goes in and it penetrates and it brings forth a, a fruit. And we know that good soil is soil that has what? Been tilled, right? Right? 
They till it, they work it, they water it, and it becomes soft. And that's how the Lord wants our hearts to be. But it doesn't just happen. Preparation is involved in that. Heart preparation is crucial. So we need in our lives to take away the distractions. Part of our preparation could involve putting ourselves in a place where we have a quiet time. It's a quiet place where we can quiet our heart to hear from the Lord. I think we should always approach with some prayer where we're bringing our hearts before the Lord and saying, God, I want to be open. I want to be responsive. Praying like David did when he said, search me, O God, and see if there be any wicked way in me. Lord, I'm wanting you before right now I get into your word. I'm inviting you to, to just search out my heart because I want it to be prepared. And then our heart needs to be surrendered. Or we come and inviting the Lord to do surgery in our hearts and in our lives. Saying, God, my heart, I want to be surrendered to you. But heart preparation also involves some expectation. You know, do you approach God's word expecting to get something from it? Do you expect him to speak to you? We should. He wants to. He tells us that. You know, it's like when my wife is coming back from a trip where maybe she's been speaking and I'm going to go pick her up at the airport. I prepare for that. One of the things things I do, I prepare to get there on time. You know, because that's the last thing you, know, you don't want her to be waiting out there for you, you know. And so I want to get there on time. I want to be early. And if she's coming in at a time where I know she hasn't eaten, I'm preparing, you know, to take her somewhere to go get some food. If she's coming in at an earlier time and maybe I know she's just going to want to, you know, see our dog, I bring the dog with me, you know, so that he's there, you know, his head out the window when she comes pulling up. But there's preparation that, that goes into that. My point is this, we prepare our hearts and our lives for things that are important to us, right? Well, what's more important than hearing from God's word? So for me, I've shared this with you before, that means I have my journal in hand. And that journal is, is my way of, of just saying to God, it's a heart attitude that says, God, I'm ready for you to speak something to me that I can write down, or these days, because I journal with my iPad, that I can type into my you know, iPad here. God, I'm coming with an expectation. I'm anticipating that you are going to speak to me so that I can have something today that I want to meditate on. Because you see, I want God's word worked into my heart so that it can be worked out of my life. That's what it's for, right? So we see the first thing here. Ezra prepared his heart to seek the word of God. Preparation, it it, it involves expectation. It it also involves action. And that's the second thing that we see here, that Ezra prepared his heart to seek the Lord in the word, but also, notice what it says, and to do it. And to do it. In other words, he wasn't just coming to say, I want to learn something new. He wasn't just coming with an attitude of like, yo, I hope you show me something I've never seen. Or God, I'm, I'm hoping that you speak to me so I can have the, that warm feeling today and kind of the spiritual EBGBs, you know, as I go off and just like, wow, God spoke to me. No, he's coming with a sense of, I, I want you to speak to me and I want you to I'm gonna open up my heart, God, as a book for you to speak into because I want to do it because I want to grow. 
I want to grow in this relationship. It's, it's what James said, right? Be doers of the word and not just hearers only. And here's something the Lord was speaking to me about this morning in my devotions. It's about the blessing of obedience. I was reading in 2 Chronicles 16 where it says, you know this verse, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout all the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Listen to how the New Living Translation puts that, the last part of that verse, that he might strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I like the way the ESV puts it as well, that he gives strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. Let me ask you this question. How important is it for you that the Lord strongly support what you are doing? If it's important, then your heart must be completely his. Your heart must be fully committed And that will be seen, don't miss this, in your response to his word when he speaks to your heart. That you do it. That you put it into practice. If your heart is fully committed to him. Now, here's the interesting thing about about God's word and how he speaks to us is that we see in God's word there's both general direction. What I mean by that, it's something that he speaks to all of us as believers. The general stuff, you know, that we're called to be committed to his word. That we're called to be to holiness. That we're, you know, committed to this process of transformation. That, you know, he's seeking to make us more like Jesus and we recognize that. And we want him to move and work. It's the things that we would call general discipleship. It's that just general things that we see God is working into all of us as believers. But then there's also those things in each one of our lives that's more specific. Things that he's speaking to your life about an area that he wants to change. An attitude that he wants to address. Something where he wants to mold and shape in your life those specific things maybe he speaks to you speaking to you about pride that needs to die maybe it's worry and anxiety that just needs to be given over to him we all have those specific things something that he's challenging you i think many of us beginning of the year we're like god i want this to be a great year and so he starts revealing things right things that he's like hey i want to deal with this this year and so you write that down listen He is there to strongly support us, but he's waiting for us to follow through and step out when he speaks. So we write it down. We look at it. This is why I love journaling. We look at it. We come back to it a month from now and, oh, that's right. God showed me that and that's still an issue. (laughs) Lord, I need to let you deal with that. I won't ask for a show of hands, but did any of you looking back maybe to last January as you came to the end of 2016, you saw some things that God like said, man, I want to do this in your life and this in your life and this in your life. And you realize, man, there's three of those five things that that didn't happen. And it had nothing to do with God and everything to do with me, Right? Because he's there. He wants to show himself strong, to strongly support us. 
in those things. So Ezra prepared his heart to seek the Lord in the word. Number two, he prepared himself to be a doer of the word, not just a hearer, not just a learner. And then number three, he prepared his heart to share it. Not just to to seek it, not just to do it, but to share it. To look for opportunities to impart the word of God. To share And you know, that's something I think God wants to do for all of us in this new year. I don't know about you, I'm excited about this new year. I'm excited about, you know, just the times that we're living in because, yeah, there's some crazy things happening, but, you know, the Bible tells us where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. And God's not the author of confusion. He's got all this. And he's inviting us to be a part, you know, of what he's doing. And I think he wants to use each one of our lives. In fact, here's another thing I was reading today in the book of Romans that really ministered to me. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 11 and 12, Paul's writing here to the church. It's just his introduction, but this spoke to my heart. He says, for I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift that you may be established. That is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith of both you and me. You know, that's a description of true fellowship right there. Believers getting together, encouraging one another with with some word, imparting a spiritual gift. In fact, hopefully, you know, God does that tonight as we are waiting upon him that there might be, you know, words of wisdom and maybe words of knowledge, maybe a word of prophecy that is spoken here tonight. But that happens just in our normal conversations. God's us ministering to, to one another. Every day, I think God just wanting to dispense spiritual gifts. And I found my heart just going, God, I want to be that kind of person that just encourages the people that are around me. Lord, I want to be that more this year in just my normal conversations with with believers and with non-believers. Some of you have heard me say this before, but I'll mention it again. I heard John Corson say a long time ago, and I thought, such a brilliant idea. He says, you know, we live in a nation where 70% of our nation professes to be Christians. Now, we know that's not true, but people think that way. Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. So he says, pretend like they are. Talk to them like they are. In other words, share God's word. Just share, you know, just something as simple as like, um, do you you believe in the Bible? Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I read something amazing in it today. You want to hear what it was? You know what? Try that tomorrow. And you might be amazed if somebody says, uh, sure. And then here's what's going to happen. You do that a few times, and they're going like, guy, God speaks to that guy through his word, but he doesn't speak to me like that. I need to find out why. And the reason might be that they actually don't have a relationship with them yet. And you get a chance to talk and share about what the Lord has, has done for you. Now, one last thing. So Ezra prepared his heart to seek the, the word, to do it, to share it. And what's interesting is we read in chapter 8 
a couple of times about Ezra that in chapter 7 it says, and the, the hand of the Lord was upon him and the good hand of the Lord was upon him. And then in chapter 8, twice it says, and the hand of the Lord was upon us. And what I think is interesting about that is that when God's hand is upon you, it becomes contagious to those who are around you. And that's what was happening in Ezra's life. A strong, healthy walk with God is something that is contagious. And I pray that that would be what's happening with all of us here in this coming year. Amen? Amen. So let's prepare our hearts to seek the Lord through his word and to do it, to live it, and then to share it with those that God puts in our sphere of influence. Let's pray. Father, as we just give our hearts and our lives to you now, as we take this time this evening to just quiet our hearts now, you've spoken to us, Lord, through your word, and now we want to respond. We want to bring our hearts before you. And Lord, we invite you tonight to speak to our hearts in this time of waiting. We we invite you tonight to use us if you see fit. That we might be vessels tonight in this time that we would spend together. In Jesus' name. Amen. So here's what we're going to do. Joe's going to begin to just lead us in some worship, and we're going to just sing some songs. And during this time, I want to encourage you and just personally to just bring your heart before the Lord, to just be in a place where you know where you're at, and just be, be just, just worship Him, seeking Him, just wherever you know if you need to, just do a little business with Him to, to do that right now. And then we're going to take some time after a few songs to just kind of pause. And we're just going to let the Spirit lead tonight. And we might give opportunity for prayer. We might give opportunity for a few of you to share a word. But here's what I want you to listen real close to this. I think in times like this that there's a kind of a direction. There's a flow that the Spirit moves in. And oftentimes that's seen in that there's kind of a connection in the things that are prayed. Or there's a connection in the things that are shared. And so I want to encourage you to be sensitive to that. Be sensitive to just the flow, you know, that the Spirit is, is moving in. And when you pray and when you, if you're going to share tonight, if God prompts you to share, I encourage you, do it loudly. There's people all the way over here on the back that need to hear you guys over here. And so you're going to feel like you're yelling, but that's okay. Because the purpose of this, Paul said in the book of Corinthians, is so that we can all be edified. And so if you're, you know, just praying like this and, and, and you know, we can't hear you, it's like you're having a great time with God, but, but, you know, all we hear is somebody mumbling, okay? So I encourage you to just, you know, you might want to stand and just, hey, this is what God's showing me. And, and um, let's be open. Let's be open tonight to him just, using our lives, but let's just come before him tonight. 
And I think the one thing that just God has really put on my heart is that our hearts would just be prepared for what God has for each one of us in this coming year. And it can start right now tonight with you just saying, God, I want my heart to be in the right place. Maybe you need to confess some sin tonight. And that's okay. Maybe you're struggling. And, and I want to encourage you, if, if during this time, you know, somebody around you just, you know, is, is pouring out their heart, those of you around them, just come around that people, lay your hands on them, just intercede for them. Let's bring our hearts tonight. The Lord loves us so much. Let's worship him, church.